Blog Talk Radio. I definitely say what's on my mind. And I don't live with any regrets. Radio and TV broadcasting is just in my blood. I'm a Tebo. This is my DNA. And this is the Jennifer Tebow Show. And me, I'm Jennifer Tebow. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Dallas, Texas, United States, and the world. Welcome to the Jennifer Tebow Show. Today is Wednesday, November 16, 2011, and I am Jennifer Tebow. I'm the one with the walking pneumonia. If you've been following this week uh, as I returned back to our regular shows and have been doing a bunch of extra ones of all the weeks for me to plan to do this show again. I do it when I'm not feeling well. So, you know, most people drink coffee in the morning, but I am drinking Theraflu, so I'm hoping that that's going to help me. So hopefully we'll see an improvement. Um, I just really hope and pray. Today is a very special show on Monday and Tuesday. The show that I was doing was about the top ten trending topics, which I really like doing. It's a short, crisp show and just gets you in the know of what other people are talking about, so not really a a gossip um, or blog show, but really more so about um, what the world is talking about, and it's always brought to you by according to what Yahoo says. It's not a sponsored show, um, but, you know, Yahoo call me. (laughs) But I I definitely like uh, the uh, trending topics for Yahoo. Also, I like to keep the show short and fresh, so that way I can make these YouTube-friendly. Today, however, I have a 45-minute show planned. Now, that's going to take some gymnastics because I still want to make this show YouTube-friendly. So that means that I am going to break up in segments the actual show, just under 15-minute segments, and that way I can get the three segments into YouTube, and everybody's happy. Everybody wins. Uh, Today's show, I called it The Right of Rights, okay? So if you happen to actually see what the show was talking about, it was The Right of Rights, R-I-T-E, of rights, R-I-G-H-T-S. Now, uh, we, as many of you know, and I talked about this on Monday's show, is that there was a, I'm, I'm I'm that woman that did the the hunger strike and the protest of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. And as a result of that, you know, there's a whole lot of hoopla about that. But if we look out in the world, we actually see, uh, we actually see all these Occupy Wall Street, you know, Jay-Z famously made the shirts uh, Occupy All Streets. So that one's kind of interesting as 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 well. Uh, We got a lot of flag about those T-shirts, but we see basically people standing up to try to have a voice, which is so refreshing to actually see because there are times when if you're a person like me and you say this is not right and you want to stand up, there are times when you look around, the same people who are just as unhappy as you aren't necessarily willing to stand up and actually say something. So that's that's what becomes, you know, really hard um, when you want to have some level of protest or fight or something of that nature is that sometimes you're fighting alone. Does it stop you from fighting? Well, it stops a lot of people, um, quite honestly, from just truly being in the fight. But 
if you're if you're just a focused person like me, then it's not going to stop you too much at all, just not at all. So it, it it definitely hasn't stopped me. And I know that I also had a caller, a couple of people I think, and they may both be on the phone, uh, that wanted to call in. Um, I became familiar with a young lady named Isis Brantley. And Isis has a very unique story, and, and I certainly don't know all of it, which is why I wanted her to come on to the show. Uh, but she is certainly... Uh, we sound like kindred spirits, and uh, Russell uh, was the one to actually let me know about her. And I, I see I do have a caller, and so I am and with, without screening, and, you know, that can be dangerous sometimes. <laughs> but without screening the call, I'm just going to go ahead and, and put you on. Um, hi, this is Jennifer Tebow. You're on live with the Jennifer Tebow Show. Who do I have on the call? We have Isis. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Hi. Happy New Year. Good morning, Isis. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. <laughs> Thank you for waking up this early. I know it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we have Russ. I have Russ here with me. He's such a trooper for the righteous causes, and he's here. Good morning, Jennifer. Very good. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm 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 up and going. I'm an old military man, so I was up at like four o'clock getting ready to to get ice prepared for this. Very good, excellent. Well, you know the six a.m. is is not bad, and for me that's kind of that's kind of late for me too. I you know I was I, I was never military, but I, I don't know. I feel guilty if I'm still asleep by six. However, me and this pneumonia, I tell you what. It is doing a number on me. It's actually requiring my body to sleep, which, you know, I don't like that. So <laughs> so I'm always in the fight, and my brain is always kind of moving. So so ISIS, um, you know, I, I, I hear some craziness, and I'm just going to call it what I see it, craziness with laws that are preventing people from, is it braiding or locking their hair in Texas? Absolutely. Crazy and unfair laws. And I I really commend you a lot for standing up for what you believe in and championing a cause or causes that are necessary for our people to be stronger in this community and in society. And it's really hard when people see uh, unfair things happening and um, they just don't have the courage to stand up. And I started... Uh, my fight and being a voice for the community for a long time, but I uh, started this journey with the um, the protest against the braid raid, raiding all the braid dances in this country. When I was arrested and taken to jail for braiding and doing natural hair, and a lot of people don't know that that there is a law against twisting, locking braiding hair in Texas, including if you're doing uh, specialty techniques like sister locks or if you're clamping on uh, feather pins in the hair. It is against the law in Texas. If you're caught braiding, twisting, or locking hair in Texas, it's a $2,000 fine. So, you know, I was treated unfairly in 1997, and I had a lot of people on board with me because they thought that it was the wrong thing that had come up against me with the state of Texas because there wasn't a written law that said you couldn't break hair. 
So, you know, it's just we have to stand up for truth and righteousness, you know, and that's my that's my journey. Excellent. So now, okay, so so a couple things as I was trying to slowly Google what this law is. So, so you said there's no written law or you were just told there was a law? No, there was not a written law when I was found guilty for braiding in 1997. I was actually... Um, a part of the law-changing process. Um, in 95, when the state uh, confronted me about having a natural hair braiding or a healthy hair braiding school, I call it ancestral braiding institution, mm-hmm. they came after me then, and then when they put all their little things together to have a reason to bust in my shop and arrest me, they did with seven cops. They came in and said, you know, you're under arrest for breaking here. And then when I got my lawyer and everything, uh, we found out that, you know, these people were in violation. I really had the right to sue the state of Texas. And that's why I, I commend you. I commend you so and, and, and just, you know, I look up to you because, you know, I didn't have the, I didn't have the, um, uh, the energy to sue the state mm-hmm. of Texas, and I, but I could have sued them because what they did was a violation of my civil rights, and um, that's, you know, we had a, a trial. I had an actual trial that aired on TV. I mean, this made it all the way to 2020, just like your story, and. Right. Um, I've fought with the state for 14 years, you know. Amazing. And so has there been any resolution at this point, or or, or did you get to a point where you were exhausted? No, I know. I didn't give up. I just knew that I had to choose my battle, and the battle was to show Mm -hmm. the state of Texas that you have no right to – you have no jurisdiction over people who who come into this world – doing things that are part of their culture, and braiding is a part of what we do naturally. So I had to fight on those basis and say, this is my ancestral art form. It's an African uh, cultural art form, and you can't regulate it. So in 2007, uh, Royce West and a couple of other politicians got together, and they basically, you know, said, you know, wrote some letters for me uh, and said, you know, this lady is a pillar of strength in our community. She's been around in the community forever, training, teaching, mm-hmm. and doing her uh, her purpose, her work. And we recommend that you grandfather her. So I was the only person in 2007 out of everybody that twist, lock, braid, and do uh, natural hairstyles that was grandfathered by the state of Texas because I was I was relentless. I wouldn't give up. And I was like, right. no, who do you have out there to teach me what I was born to do? And they couldn't That's find right. anyone. So, yeah, so they grandfathered me in 2007. As, as a matter of fact, the law went in effect in 2007, the new law, which says um, you can braid hair if you, uh, if you obtain a 35-hour uh, braiding license. And what's I'm the, looking at it. It's expensive, too. Yeah, what's so so crazy about that is um, the the braiding law in Texas, there are like 200,000 schools in the state of Texas, and there are only only six barber colleges that teach a braiding class out of 200,000 schools. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so they're making it now. They're making it uh, easily for people to violate the law so that they can get two thousand dollars out of them. What do you think the the lawmakers or policymakers that are defending that that were defending that law? What do you think that they're afraid of? You know what? I I I think these are just old policies and old laws that have existed against a people for. Ages, and I, I and of course, you know, they didn't know that someone like me would come up against their own policies, and mm-hmm. I think they're afraid that you know, and I think this is what most people are afraid of when it comes to economic empowerment for for poor people and African American people in general. Is that you? You know, that's the part that we're missing. We're 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 not a part of the economics in this country, and they're afraid that we will we will be a better people if we were self-sufficient, if we were independent, and if we had something that was our own, something we can call our own our own. And that was the thing with the braiding law. They wanted to exempt it, uh, to exempt the braiding in, te- in Texas altogether. But there was just one group of people that, you know, lawmakers that said, no, we're going to make them give us money every two years. So we got to give them mm. some kind of requirement. So that's why we came up with the 30, well, they came up with 35 hours. But I'm just talking about exemption. There are only seven states that are exempt. And, and, and North Carolina is a state that was exempted. And they exempt, uh, North Carolina uh, was exempted in 2005. And mm-hmm. this year, 2011, they took their rights back away from them. So they're no longer exempted from the uh, the, the uh, rating law. They took wow. away from them. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. But I don't even know how uh, the, the, you know, the the state of uh, North Carolina, the African-American people that do natural hair and the independent entrepreneurs, how they allowed that to happen. But that happened this year. They took the attention back from us. Wow. And so just just to just to educate uh, me and everyone that will hear this show, because you know, there's I, how long does it take to actually if, if someone came in and and hadn't you know just came in w- with a fro and they wanted their hair locked, how long would that process take? Time wise, um, you know what? And that's a good question, and I'm glad you asked that question. A lot of people that are transitioning from chemicals to natural or going out finding people to lock their hair and to add lock extensions on their hair. And I want to recommend a lot of those techniques because when you're transitioning, your hair is weak and a lot of the people that are out there braiding are not necessarily uh, informed with uh, texture, curl pattern, weight compatibility, and those kind of things. But typically, mm-hmm. typically a style with two-strand twists, when I do my consultation and I see that a client's scalp and hair can take the, the tension of the twist or the braids or what have you, it takes anywhere between three and a half to four and a half hours for me to complete a style that is just a basic style. But more, more than a see. I, there are a lot of people that it takes, I think, more hours, like eight hours, seven to eight okay. hours. But 
Okay, so that long. So the reason I ask this is because I know some people go through the process of getting just a flat-out hair weave. You know, Kim Kardashian has a hair weave. I don't care what she says. Beyonce yeah. has a hair weave. People we know, you know, they have hair weaves. And, and in comparison to the time it would take to, let's say, fully weave a person's hair, how much time do you know how much time it takes if a person came in and said they wanted a full, a full head of weave? How long would that take? I think a really good full head of weave that you take your time to do, make it very, very intricate and beautiful, would take anywhere between 8 and 12 hours. Okay, perfect. That's that's exactly what I thought. That's that's what I wanted to know. Now, is there some kind of, of, of 35-hour certification class you have to go through for hair weave? I, I teach it. I am the only uh, natural hair care provider, educator, and licensing provider in the state of Texas. But yes, if you want to be, if you want to do anything with natural hair, anything whatsoever, weaving, um, uh, locking, braiding, uh, twisting, any of that, you have to go through the 35-hour requirement. But what about if it's not natural hair? What if a person is just coming in just to get a hair weave? I mean, and not to you. I'm just saying to anybody. I guess the point I'm trying to to ask is, people, who, uh, hairstylists who are doing weaves, is is there some required law that they have to go through this, you know, several thousand dollar, thirty five hour course? Yeah, that the, just the weaving uh, course itself is called the hair weaving course. I think it's three hundred hours. And this wow. is the, me- the yeah the braiding the I mean the weaving method that they uh, make you go and um, test on is the pole mm-hmm. method, and the pole okay. method is a method that was created like maybe a hundred years ago by a lady out of Houston. Mm-hmm. It was a long time, and it's it's the pole machine that they use. It somehow connects a thread to a machine that is similar to a a, a um a machine that's so closed, okay? Wow. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's connected to a pole, and then the string goes through your hair. It's not like how the black women taught the the, the, the uh, cosmetology industry to do weaving by braiding it. That's that right. all our techniques that we trained and taught them in the beauty industry. It's not like that. It's a weaving a needle that's connected to a machine that tangles oh your gosh. hair up. And then you add the weaving tracks on. But yeah, that's a $3,000 course, and I think it's $300. Or it may have gone down to $1,500, but it's definitely the $300 course. Now, 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 with all the number of people that I know are out there doing, let's just say hair weaves, how many of them do you think really have gone through that, that course? Oh, not me. Most, most, of the, right. most of the beauty, uh, the beauty industry uh, or the beauty, the love of beauty in our community is always done in the homes, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the church, the different people that have their little own, you know, talent to do hair. They help their people in, in different, you know, sectors, in different uh, 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 places, your home, your family. That's what we do. We do natural hair or we do 
hairstyles or we create beauty everywhere we go. So not a whole lot of them. They really don't, you know, I know a lot of people that do weaves and do hair and never got a license. Never got a license. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that they do that because we're trying to get people to come out of that mentality and go ahead and get certified so that you can have your own businesses and become, you know, self-sufficient and and, and not have to worry about money. A lot of the um, new people say that the beauty, the hair industry, the, the hair business, is the only, one of the only businesses that uh, recession proof. And I believe that mm-hmm. because I've been mm-hmm. doing my work for 31 years. And I hear people say, oh, I got laid off my work. Oh, I got fired after 15 years. And, oh, this happened to me on my job. And that I never experienced those things because, you know, I'm in control of my my what I do, my wealth, my power, um, and I don't have no one looking over me and telling me, well, you got, you know, three months and then you're gone or what have mm-hmm. But we need to be more empowered, you know, so that's the empowerment of our community has to grow in terms of uh, how we look at what we do. We can take the things that we do that's creative and we can make, you know, make a living out of it. I'm, I'm a single parent with five children and I single-handedly raised all five of my babies just from my business, just, you know, coming wow. to work, doing God's work, doing what comes natural for me, you know. And I have to say to you, Jennifer, I am so thankful that the black community has really been a part, a major part of my success in Dallas. I mean, I mm-hmm. made my living solely and totally, completely off of the black community. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like what the Asians are saying, the Koreans are saying, well, you know, with the $200 billion that we spend in the beauty industry with them a year. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. my money is, the money I'm, I'm making is being circulated more than just from, from them to me and then from me to other black-owned businesses. And that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to create. With them, it comes to our hands and goes to their hands seven times. So we just have a lot of, you know, things that we have to... Uh, uh, do like what you're doing, you know, to make a mm-hmm. difference in our community. And I want to help you do more of what you're doing too, because you just don't find women like yourself and like myself that stand up for righteousness right. and for truth and for justice. And you know, just don't have to. I had a hundred people on the battlefield with me when I got arrested, and as soon as I got arrested, and it was all over the TV. Look around. I don't have those people. I don't know where mm-hmm. those pro, mm-hmm. you know, activists went. <laughs> when you know, they left, they disappeared. So we just have That's a lot right. of work. Yep, and 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 I'm sure you heard. In the intro, I said, that's the problem sometimes. <laughs> you stand up and you say, yeah, and you're talking to a bunch of people, this is not right. Then you stand up and you say, come on, you guys, and you look around and um, where is everybody? Where did they go? And you know, and so that's always the, the extremely hard part. I'm going to take a quick break just to let everyone know you've been listening live to the Jennifer Tebow Show. If you want to dial into the show, it's 347-637-1837. I'm broadcasting on Ustream. I said I was going to break it up to make it YouTube-friendly, but I did not want to stop Isis Brantley, who I'm talking to today, who was invited onto the show. So sorry, YouTube, you're not going to get this this video today, uh, but I definitely will make up for it. So, okay, so, let me ask, so you said 31 years, Isis, in the business. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. And what made them want, because it seems like, you know, 31 years in business, you, you know, at that point in 1990, you said you were arrested in 96 or 97? 97. 97. So it would seem, I mean, in that point you were about midway through where you are now in, in your career. What made them mm-hmm. target you? I mean, you'd been doing this you know, at that it point. Was, yeah, it was, it was the black community. And, you know, I'm, re- I'm reading this book, Internal Vanity, by uh, mm-hmm. Antonio Winfield. And mm-hmm. it talks about the things that we do. One of the things it talks about the things that we do to each other and the things mm-hmm. that we do to ourselves to sabotage our own good. Well, there mm-hmm. were uh, a couple of beauty um, school owners who could not keep up with what I was doing and would not come and train you know, to do the things that I was doing. These were the same mm-hmm. people that lifted me up in the community, that that named mm. me the queen, the queen of braiding in the community. They turned around, and this one school in particular, and they're not in business anymore, and I'm very shocked, but they served on the board. The owner of the school served on the state board. And wow. just one year, you know, after knowing me for all, from, for, since 1980 to, until mm. he decided to do this to me, um, he decided to take my name to the state of Texas, several beauty, beauty schools. And you know what they did? Once they took my name to the this, – this is going to be in my book. All of this is going to be mm-hmm. revealed in my book. And um, mm. the state of Texas versus ISIS, and I need people to know uh, that won't be that be a part of the book, Hair One Sacred. But anyway, um, he and a couple of other beauty schools took my name to the state of Texas, and they were found in violation of a lot of law of the uh, of the law, a serious violation of the law, because this one school called himself telling it on me, and when the interviews came out, Linda Jones captured something that he was saying to uh, the president of the state board. And um, he said, well, I've been giving a braiding license since the early 80s. Uh, And he (laughs) said, but why? There's no braiding license. He said, because you said that I could do this under my weaving course. And this is right in front of the reporters. And he said, I never told you to do that. He said, yes, you did. You told me I could do that years ago or something, you know. But then an article came out in Dallas Morning News that says, beauty school scrutinized. So he got his own self in trouble trying to tell on me, but it was good. It was all good. I was happy that they chose me because I was ready for them. They don't know what ancestral braiding is. They couldn't argue with anything I was saying because I don't do what they do. I, I don't do relaxers. I don't, you know, not that I'm against anyone that does it. I just, you know, I'm all natural. I don't put my hand in chemicals. I don't eat animals. I don't eat sugar and all of those things. So that's how it was coming to them. I'm natural. I'm holy. I I don't do those things. So you can't put me in an environment and and, uh, make me do something that is against my, you know, way of life. How can you do that? And so they said, yeah, you know what? She's got something. Well, let's just make her the voice for the whole braiding industry in Texas. So that's kind of how wow. that all came about. We you know, And we're still fighting. We want our own natural hair school. We want schools where our babies can come in there at three and four years old, not with chemicals, but with natural hair and love it and see you coming and don't see you coming with a comb, a European comb, to beat them down and make their grooming time negative. We're, we mm-hmm. want to change 
the way we look at hair. We want to redefine the beauty of a black standard in America. That's what we have to do because our hair has been deemed uncivilized, inhumane, and you, and now they're saying, you know, it's not, you know, it, that's not appropriate for the workplace. And they're saying mm-hmm. in the beauty groups all over the country that our hair is alternative hair. Well, why do you want to learn alternative hair? That's alternative. That's right. We don't have that in the book. You know, you you learn that. You just don't have to learn that on your own. Well, do like the word minority. Well, do like the word minority has the word minor in it. I'm like, there's nothing minor about your ethnicity. So why anybody would come up with the word minority is beyond me. Minority. Especially when the, the so-called minority is the majority in the darn world. That's the part that, that absolutely kills me. Okay, so now now I want to ask this. Is this Russell that's uh, waiting to talk to me? Is Russell yeah. bowed into a different line? Okay, I, I'm going to put him on. I, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm here. No, I'm here. Oh, you're here. I'm, I'm on the okay, line with so her. somebody else. Okay, so somebody else is. All right, so I'm not going to scream. I'm just I'm, I'm just going to pray because uh, I've had a couple of crazies call in, and normally I'll scream, but I'll just go ahead and put you on. Hi, this is Jennifer Tebow. You're on live. Who Who is calling in? Jennifer, this is Gina Bivens. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm surprised I didn't recognize your phone number. Shame on me. Well, you know, I was so glad to hear your guest this morning, and 98 was the year I left news media. And I remember this entire, it was an event, realistically. But I just wanted to call in and just state, no matter what's for you and no matter what people try to do to keep you from achieving your dreams, your goals, you know, your your destiny, God always sees it through. And it's amazing how what was done to her was really meant to harm her. But look now, and I can't wait to see the book. Very good. Thank you. Awesome. I can get an amen on that one, that's for sure. Well, Gina, you know, I always love, obviously, uh, when you listen to the show, and I'm always honored. Now, Isis, do you know who Gina Bivens is? No, I don't. Hi, Gina. Oh, Hi, Isis. No, by the time Isis was in the in the news, I was in news management behind the scenes then. But uh, wow. Yeah, I kept up with my with with all of my sources, and. I think it was 95, probably, when I left the air at KRLD. And so we never met with me as a reporter, but I kept up with that story and remember when Royce took it on, and it was big news. It was big yeah. news, and it changed the way we look at our hair here. I've, I've been to her, her, her shop, for lack of a better term, and it just changed the way African-American people viewed themselves but not just African Americans, but anyone you know who has the quality of hair that we do, and it's it just mm-hmm. been so much. And when I heard her talking about that negative hair experience, it would make you want to find somebody's little girl and, and take them to her, so that because you know, what I what I see now is a picture that one of our African American painters did. I have it in my in my living room, and this little girl mm-hmm. is getting her hair done. And, of course, it is a painful experience because she's using those European combs and techniques, and the poor child is in agony. And so I, I wish oh. I could find every little girl. <laughs> oh, that is so... Yeah, I often say, I say, well, sometimes me and my daughter aren't friends. You know, I always have to take a very deep breath <laughs> before we get started. <laughs> say, Mommy, we love you. 
<laughs> but we got to get to a point because this looks good at the end. <laughs> well, I'm going to oh, and that's a shame. I've got to to go physically to my job, Jennifer. One yep. day I can just kind of hang out and be cool and work like that, but I have to hit the road, but I just had to call in. It's a wonderful show. Gina, <laughs> thank you so much, and I appreciate you so much. Love thank you, and I'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, Isis, let me tell you, Gina never, ever brags on herself, ever, ever, so I'm going to brag on, on uh, Gina for her. I mean, she's she's a veteran broadcaster. Um, she is... Uh, you know, it took me and Gina maybe about one minute when we first met, and, and we have just been the best of friends. Uh, when you say, you know, what women have strong voices and are willing to stand up, that's Gina Bivens. You know, that that's Gina. She's so well respected in so many circles. Um, it's just it's just unbelievable. So I'm always tickled when she dials in <laughs> to the show to listen to to begin with. Uh, but um, Gina does speak the. Uh, the absolute truth. Um, so, you know, okay, so you said that the one person, I'm going to go back to that story, the one person that kind of started spearheading, uh, picking on you, because there's always one, right? It just boils down to exactly what your grandmother said a long time ago. Maybe they're just jealous. They're right? just jealous. Yeah. Except funny, though, like, so we can grow as old as, as we want to, and we can make life seem as complicated as we want to. But at the end of the day, doesn't life just boil down to some of those very simple principles that your grandmother or your mother taught you or your grandfather or your father taught you? I mean, just the very simple principles. You know, and so did they ever, did the people who spearheaded, did they ever um, reconcile with you or did they just kind of stay on the yes. outside? with you? No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. There were a group of them, um, Larry Perkins and um, uh, uh, Velma B's Beauty Academy. It was just a whole list of them. Some of those people, especially the, the Caucasian, especially, mm-hmm. they were documenting what was going on down there in Austin. And mm-hmm. supposedly they had grandfathers. A group of white girls that had that were braiding for years in in uh, Beaumont, Texas, and they mm. called themselves yeah they called themselves uh, uh, let's see, uh, uh, or, or, they do uh, something about ornamentation. So I like mm. they did ornamentation. So somehow they got around the word braiding, but. Um, mm. Eric Perkins was saying, you have a legitimate case. We are sorry, ISIS. If you sue the state of Texas, we would personally come and uh, testify for you. Interesting. I mean, they had it all laid out, like, this is what you do, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, these are the same people that came into my shop. And I was mm-hmm. one of the reporters that came when they arrested me from Fort Worth. I hope she comes forth soon so I can get her name and stuff. But they busted in my shop unannounced with video cameras and mm. uh, pictures of the whole arrest and then take me off like a common criminal to jail and throw me in jail for doing my culture, doing braiding. Oh, great. They wow. But they said that they were in violation of my law, of, of my uh, constitutional rights, my civil rights, and they thought that I had a real serious uh, case against the state of Texas. But I didn't pursue it. I didn't. I didn't pursue it. Yeah, but it's going to well, be in the book. It will be revealed. 
Well, you know, that's that's the thing that just, you know, is is kind of interesting to people that they don't understand about, and, and you mentioned this in the beginning, about battle versus the war when you're in the midst of protest. Is that protest doesn't always have to be, it doesn't have to always look like standing, you know, walking in streets. It doesn't always have to look like being in a tent, you know, for days and days and days. It doesn't always have to look like when I did a hunger strike. Um, and, and I think that was, I tell you what, the people, and I'll call them oppressors, <laughs> but the people who did some of the things against me in, in my most recent um, kind of fight, uh, I said, you know, I, I think they thought, well, hunger strike, you can only last so long, right? You either give up or you die. It's one of the two options. And and so when I then, at the end of the 11 days of hunger strike, which I ended on, on a Sunday on the Lord's Day on purpose, but when, I, you know, I said, well, that was just phase one. I said, you didn't catch the, a protest. You can't impact change in days. I know that and everyone else does. I said, that was an awareness phase of the protest. I said, there are other phases of this protest because I want to see this to the end. And so when, yeah. so when you tell me that you're not going to, at this moment, that you're not pursuing, at this moment, uh, suing the state of Texas, but I understand that you have a larger plan. To win the war, and that you know people need to understand that there are phases to protest, and there are different ways. And that book is going to is is going to mean a lot uh, for for a lot of reasons for people, um, and and they need to know that. And so, what does success look like to you? Yeah, you you you're absolutely correct. Uh, and there are different phases to win the war, and I'm telling you, we are going to get that school. That would mm-hmm. be so paramount for me as mm-hmm. far as being successful because I'm not doing it for ISIS. ISIS will not be here forever. I'm doing right. this for the next ISIS and the next ISIS generations to come. My children don't want it, but maybe your babies or babies that I mm-hmm. don't even know may be able to benefit from this school. We need a school just like Madam C.J. Walker tried to do and, and, and Madam Malone tried to do and Marcus Garvey and everybody that stood up for the fight to, uh, against, you know, the, 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 the desecration and the dehumanization against our identity as an African people, those that stood up and said, we want the noses we have, we want the skin color we have, we want the hair mm-hmm. we have, we want our own to represent who we are as a God-given people. God created us in his own image, you know, and didn't make a mistake. Right. So that's what I want the school to say. This is yours. This is your school. Right now it's only Barber College and Beauty College. That's it. Mm-hmm. Cosmetology mm-hmm. School and the Barber School. That's not enough when you have people that look like me and my children and your children mm-hmm. and children, you know, that are biracial and it goes on and on and on. People are out there wanting someone to teach them how to groom their baby's hair without a comb, how to groom their mm-hmm. baby's hair and curling without tears, how to groom their That's baby's right. hair without pain. So this is what this school will stand for. we got to have this Institute of Ancestral Braiding School. That would be successful. For me, then for me to teach many of the mothers that are out there on welfare that are dropping up, that are dropping out of school, that are giving up because they have babies and they don't have fathers and don't have, you know, a support system, where I can mm-hmm. take them in and train them, give them a skill that will provide mm-hmm. food for them, that will give them something, give them something for their children. Say, I get this. 
You know, I did this. I created this beautiful style. I created this artwork. That's what success looks like to me. When mm-hmm. I can have community where I am, I've been for 20 years. It's deprivated. It's, it's, it's uh, drug-infested, you know, prostitutes and homeless, 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 mm-hmm. homeless, homeless people walk up and down the street, knock on the door all the time asking for money, water, food, or something. I like to see the community I grew up in just totally redone. There's a, a beautiful makeover for it, for the community. I'll, community development. That's what I'm about. Community concern. That's what I'm about. That's what success looks like to me. Because it's for our Very people. good. Very good. Now, just so that I make sure we don't run out of time, please tell everyone uh, where they can find your 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 shop. I'm at one seven two nine zero Preston in in Dallas seven five two five two, and my old temple that I've been at for twenty mm-hmm. years at is twenty six forty two South Beckley, and you can catch check me out at Naturally Isis. And if you just remember Naturally Isis, you can find me anywhere. Very good. Excellent. Okay, it looks like I have another caller. I'm going to be brave and bold again. (laughs) Hi, caller. This is Jennifer Tebow. You're on live with the Right of Rights with Jennifer Tebow. Who who do I have on the line? Hello. Hello. Yep, you are on live. Who do I have on the line? Hey, what's up? Uh, Actually, I just called in. I was just trying to see what was going on. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, then I'm going to put you back on mute, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. But we are actually talking with Miss Isis Brantley. Miss um, Miss Isis Brantley is really uh, a, a pioneer, and I'm I'm going to call her now my new sister, uh, and and just really the 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 uh, human rights fight. You know, people always want a civil rights. It's a human. It's human. It's human. It's human rights to want to be able to be who you are, to want to see bigger and better things and be a visionary, and to want to remove those ignorant obstacles that that people put in place for their own selfish reasons. And that's uh, that's that's very difficult to stand up because, you know, the funny thing is, I just, and, and, and I'll share a couple of things with you. The funny thing about this is that um, I... Uh, I've done leadership conferences around the country where I put them on and people come to attend. And a wonderful man by the name of George Frazier um, has has been a, a keynote speaker for uh, for a couple of uh, my conferences. And one of the first few conversations I had with uh, George Frazier, I said, you know, George, I said, where are the people that are willing to be hosed down in the streets? Where are the people that are willing to be bitten by dogs to stand up for their rights? I think, you know, I feel like I'm that person, but I look around and I just don't see those people. And he said, Jennifer, he said they're dying. And the same thing with with uh, Earl Grace. I made the same statement with him, and George and Earl are uh, very good friends. Earl Grace Senior. And you know, Earl said it just. He said people get comfortable and they they begin to believe that they can. Uh, they don't have to endure those things if they just begin to assimilate and to, you know, kind of look more like not themselves and act more like not themselves, that they don't have to endure those things. And, you know, and my response has always been um, that that they didn't recognize that that's exactly what 
That's exactly what they're doing. They're now harming themselves. They'll look up and not have themselves, not find themselves, and that way they then they no longer know how to stand up anymore because they haven't been themselves for a long time. Uh, and so that's why I was so excited to to be acquainted with your story because I said, you know, ISIS will always be in this, you know, in in this space where she's going to be willing to stand up because she's never forgotten who she is. Yeah, and she's, yeah. you know, she's not done that. And when you know who you are, then you know when it's time to stand up. And yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't don't know that. Okay, I have to say this this couple of things. Uh, I have this show scheduled for forty five minutes. I want to go to for fifteen more minutes um, to do that. <laughs> that that means that if you're listening online, it will cut you off. You won't be able to hear the the next fifteen minutes, but you will be able to hear the the final fifteen on demand. If you're listening on the phone, you're in great shape because it will not cut you off. So I just I just wanted to point that out. If anyone wants to continue to listen, please dial in at 347-637-1837. We're going to be off the air uh, very soon uh, from the Internet broadcast, but we'll be able to uh, continue to record. All right. And so another thing I just wanted to share with you, uh, you know, when, when I was amazed, and, and I've gone through several ways of protest with, with different groups, I've been amazed at the num at the amount of fight and the opposition that people will kind of bring to the table when they're just dead wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm just really, really, you're like dead wrong. Really, you're gonna defend this? And you know, I mean, I've you know, I've even had death threats. I mean, it's it's been. And I didn't have it with this whole Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce, but I had it when when I fought against human rights. Uh, or for human rights with at Texas A and M when when I was a college student, and um, you know I just I've just been amazed that you know people are willing to hold on to what is just just wrong you know absolutely wrong and they'll and they'll fight to the end sometimes or at least they claim that they will. Uh, did you have any kind of threats or any kind of like back off type of actions happen against you? I did, and it was really, really sad. It kind of broke my spirit for a couple of, you know, a few years. The beauty schools that were catering to the students and the community, they had posted big signs with my picture up telling people, do not go near this lady. If you go to her shop, you will be arrested and taken to jail. I mean, these signs were all over in the different beauty schools, and one of my students um, she she confronted a school that um, we know in Fort Worth, and she asked the owner, why do you have Isis's picture up there like that, telling people that she's dangerous? And she said, I, we put that up there so that people won't go to her to get their hair done. Wow. This was when the wow. whole, you know, law thing was going on and I was suing them and they were suing me and that whole thing. But yeah, and people would call with ugly messages like mm. you are stupid. You just need to get your license. You know, nobody, oh, oh not to mention the, the cosmetologists. These are people that didn't even do natural hair. Just regular cosmetologists said that I made it really, really hard for them when I stood up and started making an issue with Grading um, and changing the law. I made it really, really wow. hard for them. What happened was they were they had their cousins and their nieces in their uh, beauty salons and they were braiding hair. See, a lot of people braid hair. You know, they don't necessarily right. 
these people license, you know, they just bring my cousin can come in and braid your braids before I put on your track. But they said that right. I made it, you know, scrutinizing the uh the beauty salon. And uh it was sad. It was really sad. I thought I was wow. in this by myself, but like mm-hmm. you, you both, you know, we we're, we're we're prophets and prophets stand alone. And I had to say, you know, this is right. I can't just mm-hmm. back out. People are making these threats, and they're stopped. They're not coming to my businesses anymore. You know, it's just a lot of um, um, sadness in uh, a, a period that I went through with me and my kids because of mm-hmm. that. I keep saying you wouldn't have to suffer if you would just, you know, comply. I just come mm. on. I mean, I had many people, and if they were here, if they were living, one of them was. Um, she's no longer with me. Was one of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. and said, you know what, just, can you just go ahead and take the $1,500 hour, uh, and get your license so that you can do your work without them, you know, policing you? And I said, no, I, I you know, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't do that kind of work. Why are you going to make, if okay. I'm a waiter, why are you going to try to teach me how to uh, be a mechanic? I'm not a mechanic. That's, right. That's not what I do. So, yeah, I did. To answer your question, I did. I had mm. a lot of people come up against me and post my pictures and make me look them wow. really bad. Wow. <clears throat> and that's illegal. Wow. That's, wow. That's and that's pretty bold. illegal. Exactly. Yeah, that's illegal. They can't use your image in, in, in that way without your permission. I mean, there are on multiple levels. You know they were they were claiming false things on you know the defamation of character. There's a lot of I mean I'm not an attorney, I'm not giving legal advice, but that's illegal. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. They. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Oh my. And so have those people that were posting your pictures. Did anybody come back to apologize? I'm sorry, we were wrong. You know what? You know what's what, what's so deep about it? You know, ten years later, you know everything changes. The trend changes. Uh, the game right. changes. Everything changes in this mm-hmm. whole beauty industry. And it's funny because mm-hmm. the same, the lady, the owner of that uh, uh, beauty school, she passed mm-hmm. away. And okay. her partner, her partner came after me when uh, I I got grandfathered in, and asked oh, wow. me. I would come to that school and talk with her students about the history of natural hair in America. Interesting. History of hair, of black hair in America. And I did. I was like, yes. I was like, you're the lady that tried to turn all these people against me. I say, you had my Mm -hmm. pick up your school and everything. And now, you you know, I have to let them know first. But now you're asking me to come and share with you. I will be happy to do that. But you know you shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, no. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was was my sister and blah, 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 blah. But I came. Mm -hmm. But she's saying. She was with the lady that did it, but I I did it. I went to her school Very and good. I did a class and I talked with the students. I sure did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abelma B's son, uh, he he um, he he never found it in his heart to say, "I'm sorry, I did what I did was you know uh, was wrong," but he treated me. Nicely, you know, he would speak yeah, to yeah. me, so yeah. they, he did yeah. it in a different way. Yeah, so that's how I know that he was sad that that happened. I, and mm-hmm. they were thinking that I was going to bow down. They thought that I right. was going to that's give right. up. 
any yep. any you know sensible person <laughs> would have given up. I guess, but I guess that wasn't it wasn't uh, about that. It was the principle that I was standing mm-hmm. on, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, you just don't do that to people. And who are we looking for to to champion these causes for us? We're we're waiting on another you know uh, Harriet Tubman or Sojourner right. Truth or Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. No, that those spirits of our ancestors, and that fight lives in us, and we have to not that's be so exactly complacent right. about things, you know, just well, giving right. up and dying, because when you don't speak out and you don't share, you do kill something inside of yourself, you know, and I, right. I, I teach my children, you know, if it's not right, say it. If, you, if it's not mm-hmm. right and it's nothing with your spirit, just say it. It's okay. Nothing's going to mm-hmm. happen, but you have to get it out, and that's what I had to do, and people were like, you know, you should choose your battle. That's not a battle that God wants you to fight. Oh, don't mm. tell me that. Because this is about God. This is about right. God. You know, how are you going to tell a godly people who God gave everything to, the cradle of civilization to, that standing up for what's right is not God? That's just crazy to me. I'm not a slave. Yep. That's not what I do. You know, I speak out. That's right. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, no, no. Well, well, you know what? My uh, my grandmother used to tell people when they would try to, you know, the uh, term we say in Louisiana, which I think they say it here too, is, is uh, play you crazy. And so she used to she used to always say, you must think I'm crazy when people would tell her something that was just, that seemed ridiculous. And so, that, you know, when people start telling you things, that you, know, you want to say, you must think I'm crazy. You must think that if I'm going to back, I'm going to back down just because it'd be easier for everybody else. You must think I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> so I would go right. through all of this and then stop. You obviously you think I'm crazy. You know, and so and I know very well, Miss 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 Isis Grantley, you are not crazy at at all. And you know, the, the funny thing is when, when <laughs> well. well well, when people look back at Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, what people need to realize is because, you know, now we've gotten, time has passed, right? So we've, I think, made many of those figures in history larger than life. But they were regular people with voices that just simply said, I'm not going to just stay quiet. Rosa Parks, you know, no matter what the jokes are, that she just didn't feel like getting up that day. The fact is, she said, "This is not this is not the way it needs to be," and this is it. I'm I'm done. I'm going to take a stand. Or in her case, a sit. <laughs> you know, you know. But they were regular people. I mean, they are they are regular people, which means that every single person has that voice within. And exactly what you said to stamp it out, to just sit there and say it's wrong. I'm going to let it mull and destroy me internally, but I'm not going to get it out. That's killing yourself. You know, that 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 is killing yourself and it's making you bitter for the next experience or your exposure to something else because you fail to learn how to how to be human if you decide that you're gonna keep it in and, and you know, that's the part that I think I'm most sad I'm most sad for a lot of people is that they see truly atrocities through their eyes but they don't they don't speak and they don't say anything. And I'm like that's not that's not the way to live. You know that's 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 not how you live life. You you absolutely do not. Okay, so I know I didn't mean to keep you as long <laughs> as I did, but I all but but I always love 
to get any kind of parting words, um, what what would you say, because a big part of our conversation has really been about, um, you know, people heard part of your story, and again, I too cannot wait uh, for your book to come out. I would like to formally invite you to come back onto the show as many times as you want. Um, every every week I'll have a show like this that's about standing up for for your rights or some kind of cause. Um, and so I'd certainly, but, you know, every show you absolutely can, can come on. Um, but I definitely want to be a part of helping you to promote um, the your book and just the awareness of, of, of what it looks like to get to success for you. Because I think that that success is a community success. It is a nation's success if we can get to what your vision of success is. And I definitely want to be a part of that. So please just, you know, always tell people, use me. Use me, you know, as as much as possible because, you know, I share your same vision. But just parting words, what would you tell the generation of people that we have now? Because, you know, we've got Occupy Wall Street and in some areas it's starting to break down. And, and, you know, and I think sometimes people, again, don't understand how to protest (laughs) and understand what it means. Um, just some parting words for people who are interested kind of in standing up for their um, human rights. What would you say to those people, given the experiences that you've had? You know, I, I, would, I would tell them <clears throat> to always go with your first mind. Always mm-hmm. go with your first spirit, your mind, your ori, your sacred head. If your spirit is telling you that something is not right, go with that. Because that is the spirit of God and the ancestors speaking to you. We've got to stop ignoring our spirit. Your spirit is divine, and you have to listen to it. The same thing I did when I went through the airport a few weeks ago at Mm -hmm. TSA, 15 minutes later, come running after me saying that I had a bomb in my afro. No way. After that that happened, 50 people came and said, that happened to me, that happened to me, Hmm. something similar happened to me. Why didn't you say something? Mm -hmm. You know it's not right. It wasn't right for them to, I mean, go through the checkpoint, clear the checkpoint, and 15 mm-hmm. minutes later when I'm down at the escalator wait, waiting to catch the train to my flight, come running after me in front of everybody, humiliating me because my hair was fabulous, and you mm-hmm. want to say that I had explosives in my hair. I said, wow. how dare you say that to me? I don't mm-hmm. care if my bank account don't look like yours. I don't care if I don't have what you think I need to have. I don't care because you are upset because my hair is nappy and big and my skin is dark. You're going to feel this. I went back upstairs mm-hmm. and I told the manager what happened to me. I was outraged, and she asked me to point out the person that did it, and the person that did it to me happened to look just like me. Right is wow. do that. To, uh, yourself, and I asked the lady, "Why did you do that?" I said, "Don't mm-hmm. do things like that." Those people had cleared me. You're working here and are given a particular job to do. Nobody asked you to do that. They didn't That's even right. know that girl, that white, her white friend, 
her her the the, the, the Caucasian guy was downstairs doing that to me. Mm. And so when they confronted when, you know, CNN got it and all these different you know, mm-hmm. news reporters got it, TSH said, Well, she left the checkpoint before uh we cleared her. How do you do that? And be and it took them fifteen minutes to find you. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so it was hard. No so, so they're trying to say it was hard. It was hard to find you. Yes, but follow your spirit. Wow. That's what I would say. You yep. don't let. In this day and time, I don't even know. I probably would have been one of the people like, uh, you know, Matt Turner or somebody. I, I don't know back then. Mm-hmm. I just can't see wrong and say it's right. I don't mm-hmm. see up and say it's down. I don't see mm-hmm. truth and call it a lie. I see it as it is and what it is. And I've never met anybody like you in Dallas, Jennifer. Uh, I'm not going to let you go. And anything I can do to help you, I'm going to help you. I don't find sisters like myself out there. Mm-hmm. I, can, I find myself toning down and quieting my spirit because I don't want to offend people anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I'm 50. Or I, I've grown to understand that, you know, I just can't speak out against everything. In my case, mm-hmm. so, oh, let it go. Let it go, yay, yay. Let it go, yay, yay. So I have mm-hmm. to let some things go. But I want to mm-hmm. be there for you, too, Jennifer. And I want to do a, a kids' talk hair day, like at your, like, if you could throw a party or your friends mm-hmm. could throw a party, the lady that was on the, the reporter that was on the phone, and I would get together with your girls and mm-hmm. show you how to do their hair without a comb. Because without the right and proper information, the kids will not understand beauty time. That's a mm-hmm. bonding moment for us and our children to show That's them, right. look how beautiful you are, to show mm-hmm. them that it's worth every ounce of energy inside of you to sit and groom yourself. That comes up That's under right. the beautification and the cleanliness, all that God has given us. So we want to teach them differently than the way that we were taught to groom the hair. So I want to do hair days, you know, children talk here, let's talk here or something. But I am here for you. And I thank you, Russ, for introducing me to Jennifer. I, I love both yes. of y'all because y'all, y'all stand up. Y'all stand up. And I've been through the same thing, but I haven't been as successful as y'all. So... I give all glory and honor to y'all, man. Y'all keep going. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know, relentless, I think, has been the word that, that people have used to uh, describe me through the years. And I, I always get a chuckle out of that because I forget. I don't know the I don't know the word give up. I don't I don't understand that that word. That's not in my dictionary. And um, and so I but I just love I mean, I just it's apparent. Well, number one, it is apparent that you will be uh, standing up for human rights until the day God takes you home. I mean, that's and that's the way I that's the way I say it. That's the way I'll do too. I mean, you know, I, I always joke and I say, well, I sure hope everything's right in heaven because I sure would hate to protest in heaven. But, <laughs> but if I have to, I will. <laughs> but no, but but you know, seriously, that you know, that is. People, I think people get their strength sometimes through people like you and I. They recognize that, hey, you know, the person that walks among me is this way. Maybe I can do it too. And it's been my goal to inspire um, as much as possible people's voices. Um, because, you know, I, I thought, gee, God gave, you know, most people all the exact same equipment. 
and you get ears and eyes and, and you know tongue, the voice. I mean, he gave most people have all the same equipment, and and yeah. so I I just it it um it it just kind of hurts me to see how we prioritize sometimes, and we don't even recognize how we're prioritizing um, what we stand up for. Um, and it's you know it's it's just amazing. Gosh, I could talk to you forever. But I'm going to definitely have you back on. I, I definitely do. And we can, we absolutely can do the uh, the, the uh, kids' day because it was always a special time between my mom and I just to do hair. And I used to, when I was really small, used to say that, that, that I wanted to be a hairstylist, but I always do these funky hairstyles on my mom's head. And she was like, that's fine, you know. She, and it, but it was just our special time. And, you know, now my daughter does the same thing with me. She's always trying to do these, you know, crazy hair so although now I've cut my hair so she can't do as much to it my hair is much shorter but um it's just you know I I grew up with that special time with with my mom and you know and and I try to have that special time uh with with my daughter too because it's just like you said, it's your time to say look how beautiful you are and it's your time to listen yes. to child in a, in amazement like this is like you know, I remember you when you were born, and look at you, look at what you're becoming, and this is—I mean, I just—I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, just I cannot thank you enough for just being, you know, bold enough to to say, look at the beauty of African American people, look at the beauty of our ancestry, look at what we can bring to the table. Um, you know, don't you—if you really don't want, you don't want a person uh, that looks one way but is deciding to be somebody else. And that's the part in diversity when I speak in corporate circles. I said that's what you don't want. You don't want a person that should be one way but you've asked them to conform. You really don't want that person. That's the one you want. That's not the one you want because then you literally don't know what you're going to get each day. You want somebody that comes in confidently and knows who they are. And that way they'll be able to clearly understand issues. They'll be a better decision maker. I mean, it, it, there's a deeper issue that comes into play that I think corporate America, because it may have been more comfortable for them to see people look the same, uh, that they have to begin to understand. And it's it's really it is it is your mindset, your mentality that's going to help inspire that change. So again, thank you so much, Isis Russell. Love you to death. I I really appreciate you uh, coming on as well. <laughs> Thank you guys for waking up so early. I've got to make sure my child is uh, moving or else she will be late for her for school. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good thing either. Um, for everyone on the show, this has been The Right of Rights with Jennifer Tebow. The show started at 6 a.m. Central Time, and you know it's always good when we go over an hour um, on the show, so that's fantastic too. Uh, you can watch the Jennifer Tebow show every day, daily, Monday through Friday, there's usually a variety of topics. Monday and Tuesday normally going to be trending topics, top ten. Then I'll get on to the fun, heavy stuff as we move forward. Tomorrow's show is actually going to be a sports-related basketball show where I will bring in a, a retired veteran player and, and coach in. And I'll introduce him, and we're actually going to move to a to a a uh, a all encompass show as well. So I'll be doing a big reveal and introduction on tomorrow's show, which will be 6 a.m. Central Time. All right, Jennifer Tebow's show. You can always catch it on demand at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Jennifer Tebow. You can catch it on iTunes as well. So just put it in your iPod and get to working out and doing what you do. And just thank you all for listening. 
If you ever want the latest and the greatest on the show, you can always go to jennifertebow.com. You just need to know how to spell it. That's the hardest part of finding out where I am and what I'm up to. Thank you all again for listening. Um, it's just It's just been a thrill. I always hate to go, but I always know we have to. You guys take care.